listening to Season 4, Episode 5. Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Shop. I hope you had a lovely week. My name is Therese. I am a business mentor and my business is Small Business Collaborative. I help my clients start and grow their wholesale and scale their sales and make sure that they stay profitable and that their pricing is right and figure out their wholesale strategy and also teaching you how to approach stockists and potential stockists, how to keep track of your leads and so much more. I also run courses. I'm actually in the middle of, well, once this comes out, it will be the last week on my Start to Wholesale course. And in January, I will be running my sales course again. So if that's something that you are interested in, you can actually go to my website and sign up on the waitlist now because every course um, has so far and also the ones that are launching this spring will have limited number of spaces in them. So you can find all the details over on my website. Today's episode is going to be a very special episode. I am taking part in a Christmas market on Instagram on the 4th of December. So this coming up Friday, if you are listening the week this is being released. And it's with six other business owners. So we're seven in total. And we come together to plan a little market called the Merrymakers Market. Even though I'm not a maker, I'm taking part. And we will share a little bit more about what the market is in this episode. But we will also be sharing the regular business advice um, that you have, I guess, come to know this podcast for. So I really hope that you enjoy this special episode. And I'm going to head straight into my first chat with Jodna from Luna and Floor. And then each of um, the following chats are going to be one after another. And then I will be back once the interviews are over. So I really hope you enjoy the episode. And here is my chat with Jonna. Hello, Jonna. Thank you so much for coming on Let's Talk Shop and this very special episode. I would love for you to start by introducing yourself and your business, please. Okay, gladly. Thank you, Therese, for having me. So my name is Jonna. I'm an American, but I live in France and I am the owner of Luna and Floor Jewelry. So I make acrylic and wood jewelry, very colorful jewelry. And I like to say that it's mood boosting because my goal, I think my main objective with my jewelry is I just want to make people smile when they pull it out of their jewelry box or when they put it on their ears or around their neck. I just want to brighten their day a little bit. That's so lovely. And how long ago did you get started? Um, I've only been running Luna and floor for about one year now. It was a year in October. Before that, I had another company, which I closed down and I worked in gold, silver, bronze. And I also worked with gemstones. I even sculpted a little bit, but I really wanted to start Luna and Floor for years, get into graphic design and make jewelry that way. So yeah, just just a little over a year now. Very new. And Luna and Floor is so different to your old brand as well. It must have been a really big choice to take the leap and start something new. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it was really different. My 
my old brand, I even kept my studio in in the garage because I worked with so many chemicals and a torch and <laughs> it wasn't something I really felt comfortable doing indoors. <laughs> so I can do that now. So now you can sit on the sofa if you really want to. Oh, no. <laughs> I would like that, though. That would be great. I could binge watch Netflix while working, but <laughs> no, I've actually made a studio in my house and I have a little desk in the corner of it. So after I receive my laser cuts, so basically I work an illustrator and then I send those designs off to be cut with a laser. And then whenever I receive those, I arrange them and glue them. And then I assemble my pieces from there. That sounds really great. So we are organizing a little online Instagram market together with a few other makers and businesses. And you instigated the whole thing. So I thought it'd be really lovely for you to introduce what we have planned. All right. I will be happy to talk about that. Basically, what happened is we got put in another lockdown here in France, and I started panicking a little bit because that means that all of the Christmas markets are closed. And of course, it means all the small shops are closed as well, and because some of those host small markets within them. So the prospect of selling outside, you know, anywhere aside from the internet is just not happening. And then a week later, you all went into lockdown. So I just put, I just asked in my stories on Instagram if other people were panicking about this. And some people responded and then, well, you know, from there we arranged a Zoom meeting and we came up with the idea for the Merrymakers Market. And I think we are seven businesses, aren't we? Yes, seven total. And what date is it happening at? Okay, that is going to be on Friday, December 4th. And it's going to be in the evening from 7 to 9 p.m. UK time. And then for anyone that's listening here in France, that will be from 8 until 10 p.m. at night. Oh, yes. We're not just from the UK, are we? You're in France. Caitlin is in France. Julie's in France. And Annie's in Spain. Mm -hmm. And of course, I kind of just tagged along because I'm nosy. I'm the only one that is not a product-based business. When I joined the Zoom, I didn't even know I was going to participate. I was sort of just being nosy and wanting to hear what you guys were planning. So what is happening on the day? What have we got planned? Okay, so basically on the day of the market, I have arranged to talk to every individual, including you, <laughs> to do a live beforehand where... We're going to be talking about our products and then you'll be talking about the services that you provide with wholesale, of course. And then the night of when the market actually starts, we're going to be uploading photos onto our Instagram accounts and we're going to be using that hashtag 2020MMMarket. So I really want everybody to follow that hashtag and like that, they're going to see all of the amazing things that we're selling for Christmas and they can just go to the link in our bio and shop directly from our websites or Etsy shops. You can find the hashtag in the show notes and of course you can find everyone's Instagram, everyone involved in the market over in the show notes as well so you can follow the hashtag and also have a little nosy of what everyone is selling and what kind of businesses they are 
If you continue to listen to this podcast episode, you will also hear a little bit from each one of them. And on the day itself, you will also be not only be able to hear Jonas um, lives with all of us, there will be even more happening on everyone's Instagram accounts. Absolutely. And we have some fun little videos that, well, you know, you participate in this. I'm really excited to share those reels that we made of passing the parcel. I'm so excited about the videos that we have prepared in the reels. And we all sent each other a little gift and have created some content around that. And we're super excited to share it with you. I know that a lot of us are going to be running special offers during that two hours that you won't be able to take advantage of any other time as well. So that's that's another positive. It would also be one of the last weekends that you will have to order Christmas presents online before Christmas cutoff dates. I think most people will be shutting shop or stopping guarantee to guarantee delivery before Christmas from the second week of December because the postal system is already getting quite overloaded here in the UK at least. Yeah, I would I would say so. Right now my packages are still arriving in the UK within about 5 to 7 days. I know that here in France they hired about 10,000 extra postal workers for the holidays. So hopefully that's going to help to get things there on time still. I think the Postal Services has been doing an amazing job during such challenging times and that they experienced due to COVID. Yeah, it has been challenging. It totally has. And it's been lots of positives and lots of challenges. But since this is a business podcast, I decided to invite you all to come and share some tips and advice so I thought we'd start off talking about what you think is going to be your bestseller this Christmas honestly I'm wondering if it's not still going to be the my good luck earrings they're always my bestseller they're are they're sort of a horseshoe shaped uh, gold glitter pair of dangle earrings and then I have some cute little rainbow paddle droplets hanging from them and I think that that's going to be my bestseller. Is that your all year round bestseller then? Yes yes I sell those I sell those earrings quite a lot and honestly I have a handful left and after I sell out I will not be restocking them. Actually anything in my store right now I'm not going to be restocking it because I'm coming out with a new line soon so it's a lot of last chances for people. That's exciting. So you're planning a whole new range in the new year. Yes, a whole, I have a whole new range. I've been drawing it this week. I'm really, really excited <laughs> to get into the design process in December and January and hopefully have that released in early spring, maybe even sooner. That's so exciting and definitely something to look forward to. My next question is, what is the best business advice you have been given? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, I don't even know. I don't even remember where this came from, sadly. But I think the best thing that I have heard is to really be true to yourself. Because that's really reflected through your social media and through your products. And if you put your best energy into what you're doing, people are going to see that and they're going to sense that. 
I think whenever you're selling a product, if your heart's in it, then that's great for people because they want to share in your joy and your happiness. Absolutely. I think that in general, uh, um, positivity is really contagious. Yes, it is. And we need as much of that right now as we can get. Absolutely. We always need positivity. I mean, not everything is rainbows and unicorns, but there is always room for positivity. And we could always do with more of it. Yes. <laughs> and I'm also really looking forward to your gift cards. I'm so excited that, that you've added that to your website because I think that so many people are not, they don't have the courage to invest in themselves for their business. And, and this is going to give them the opportunity to kind of maybe ask someone else to do it for them, to make that step for them and purchase a gift card for Christmas or their birthday or whatever's coming up that's an important milestone in their life. Yeah, before our talk, it had not occurred to me to offer a gift card. I have had a few times where someone else has gifted my services to a family member but I never thought about offering gift cards. So that is something that came out of our Zoom and I'm super excited about it because it is a, such a thoughtful and lovely gift. Ah, oh, well, you're amazing. So it should have occurred to you because you have such you have such an amazing business that you're running. You're giving us the gift of the knowledge wholesale. <laughs> We're also clueless on that. Well, I think it's very different to give advice and talking yourself into doing something. So, yeah, completely different. Yeah. <laughs> what is the worst bit of business advice you have had? Oh, my. <laughs> I don't even know. Goodness. I have to think about that for a second. The worst bit of business advice. Mm, ah, I, I, I had a recommendation to outsource my products to some factories and with, uh, I've got to put this delicately. Someone recommended for me to outsource and have my cuts and my pieces even assembled for me in countries that don't have such great labor practices. And I didn't even consider that for a second. So I think maybe that was the worst business advice that I've had. <laughs> because I mean that's that's for me that's everything that I stand against yeah that is not really in line with how you're running your business I cannot imagine that of course for some businesses that is the right way of doing things as long as they of course consider the labor conditions and everything like that but it's not right for your business no no, yeah, that's not. It's not. I mean, I, of course, I wouldn't mind to outsource some of my work in an ethical manner um, when the time comes. But I'm definitely not at that place. And I do want to keep my business um, more relationship oriented. And I always want to be able to tell people exactly how the products were made. Um, right now, everything is by me, except, of course, the laser, the laser cutting, which I have done by a few companies in the UK. But yeah, that's I just I think that's very important for a small business because I think that's why people come to us in the first place. Completely. I think that people shop with small businesses because they want to get to know the person behind the brand, the person designing it, packing it, making it and doing it all really. 
and uh, really feel a personal connection to that person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what's been the biggest challenge with running your business and how did you overcome it? Oh, my biggest challenge. That's easy. So I have my laser cutting done by a few different companies, which I am over the moon happy with them. Um, but they are based in the UK. And since I'm here in France, the shipping takes a while. And that's put a little bit of a dent in me being able to start wholesale. And I did start working with a laser cutting company here in France. And he was absolutely wonderful, the man that ran the shop. However, he's more of a sign maker for large companies and his pricing scale and everything else was completely different. So um, it didn't work out in the end. So I was, I was hoping to have some place a little bit closer to home. So that's definitely been my biggest challenge. I haven't fully overcome that yet because I'm still looking for the best way to wholesale while still having to wait a few weeks whenever I have cuts done. I think that you can work around the time scales, but it's also obviously a cost involved because first you're getting them shipped to France so that you can assemble them. And then most of your customers are based in the UK, so they, you then have to send them back again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's definitely true. Yeah, it would definitely be good to find someone more local to you in France, maybe. Yeah, well, I've definitely been on the search. I just haven't came across anyone yet that provides the materials I need. Or you will just have to become your own laser cutter and get a machine because I'm sure if you have this problem, there's other small business owners in France that has the same problem. You know, I've often thought about that. There are laser cutting companies for jewelers, but they have a very small range of wood and acrylic available. And so far, none of them have been willing to stock more. So... I guess, I guess there very well could be that problem or at least having a laser cutter could open up, you know, room for more people to have more choices. Because I think if I had my own, I would definitely have a wide array of acrylic to choose from. <laughs> and you could be the go-to person in France to for acrylic cuts and laser cuts. Yeah, it's a thought. <laughs> Thank you for that. I love color, so. Well, I will be very excited to see what you do in the future, but I am getting a bit off track. So for the market, what are you planning to do? Are you planning specific offers or are you doing site-wide offers? What are your plans? Um, I do have something, but you know what? I'm, gonna, I'm not going to reveal it yet. I'm going to save it for the day of. <laughs> but I do have something special planned and I'm really excited about it. <laughs> I'm super excited to see what everyone has planned because we haven't actually talked to each other about and shared what each are planning. It's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, really excited to see what everyone else is doing too. I mean, uh, I, everyone that is in this market, I think they're all so wonderful, extremely kind, open, amazing people. Yeah, and I think our market is going to be quite different to the big market that is go are going around and that we all seen and love. Um, we are all quite different companies and businesses and it will be exciting to see how this kind of format with the smaller market works. 
and I'm super excited about it and I look forward to it so much. Me too. I'm really, really excited. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast in this very special episode. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Next up, I'm speaking with Caitlin from Distinctly Caitlin Designs. The sound quality is a little bit hollow, so I'm very sorry about that and I hope that you can still enjoy my little chat with Caitlin. Hello, Caitlin. Thank you so much for coming on the show, this very special episode of Let's Talk Shop. Thanks so much for inviting me. It's exciting. My first ever podcast. This is the most amount of people I've had on one episode. So tell me a little bit more about what your business is and what you do. So my business is called Distinctly Taking Designs and I hand make silver and super jewel enamel affirmation tokens, mostly pendants and earrings that may be bringing out some rings in the future, but we'll have to wait and see. That's exciting. Rings will be good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm currently testing them, so if they work, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> well product testing can take a while because you want them yeah. to last too so yeah that makes sense exactly well i'm very excited to be doing this um market with you all and i'm gonna ask all of you because it is a business podcast i spoke to Jana about a little bit what we have planned but because it's a business podcast i thought I'll ask you guys all some questions and it could be like a general business advice episode. So what do you, first of all, what do you think is going to be your bestseller this Christmas and why, I guess? Yeah, well, so far my um, custom tokens have been really popular. So people want something with custom made, but then it's more sentimental, more special for them. I think this Christmas is one of those ones where everyone is... Um, feeling far from their families and wanted to really like show how much they care. So I think very sentimental kind of things are is, is definitely more popular. Yeah. And like I said, custom ones for me people choose the meaning that they want to represent or their favourite flower or the flower that's really important to the person who they're gifting it to. So those ones have been popular so far. That is such a lovely thought though and such a lovely gift in this it's true with the year we've been having you want to feel close to people when we can't feel yeah. be together yeah and then so they can at least it has like more meaning than just a regular gift yeah, yeah. I think that's why they've been popular yeah absolutely I think it's a lovely gift and your you know it's that like regular collection too because they still have that meaning and, yeah. and you've got do have quite a few choices too so there's still time when this comes out to order some Christmas presents, I think. Yes, there's still time. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the best piece of business advice you've been given? I think the best piece of advice I was given was um, to not take criticism from those that you wouldn't ask for help from. Oh, that's so, good. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So sort of, you know, people, you'll always have people that criticize you, but if you wouldn't go to them for advice, then why are you taking their criticism as important? I try to remember that when people kind of say something that I don't like. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's really lovely. And it's it's so true. Why would we take... I mean, criticism is... I mean, feedback is great. Criticism is another thing, I think. Yeah. 
And I think, you know, you, you always take it to heart, especially as like people who make products. We all kind of artists mm. where we feel very closely attached to what we make. And then if someone doesn't like it or says something negative about it, you know, I, I sometimes have to separate myself and be like, well, they're obviously not the customer or, you know, it's not really important. So, yeah. yeah. That's something I had to learn. <laughs> That's great advice. What has been the worst advice you've been given? Someone said to me once that selling online doesn't work and you need to get into galleries and that's the only way you'll make money. I was like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> so I just was sad. Well, at least you didn't listen to that advice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, imagine if everyone thought that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just an old school kind of opinion where she didn't really understand that that's not where the world is going. Yeah, and can you imagine if that was the workplace we were in now this year? That would have been boring, wouldn't it? I mean, exactly. It would have been really hard or even harder. I mean, it's already been hard for a lot of people, but it would have been even worse. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think I would have hated that. Um, yeah. Well, I probably wouldn't have had the business if that was the case. Exactly. Same for me. So what has been the biggest business challenge that you have had and how have you overcome it? Um, I think for me was moving to a different country. I kind of had to restart everything at the beginning. Like I had no contacts and I didn't know how anything worked and I had to sort of relearn all of that whereas in South Africa I had a mentor who I could be like where do I buy this from and he would tell me whereas here I had to sort of find it all out myself but I've been really lucky I've met so many amazing people who have helped me so much but I think it was a bit of a challenge at the beginning where I didn't really know what to do I didn't know any of the laws I didn't know where to buy anything that was yeah, that was quite a big challenge. Yeah, that would have been a challenge. I think it's always a challenge when you move to another country, but if you're also moving your business to another country, that will be even bigger of a challenge. Yeah, and I mean, obviously the language is different. So everything was, it was intense, but it was good. I'm very happy that I'm in it, so yeah, it was good. Well, that's good. I think that it's also a good reminder that, you know, to ask for help and to find other business owners to network with and kind of help each other is so important. Yeah, that's definitely what it taught me was how much you can like lean on other people. You don't have to do it all your own on your own. So, yeah. yeah, it's hard to remember that sometimes that you don't have to do it on your own. Yeah, there's so many resources out there that you can and not doesn't necessarily have to be like paid for, but just friends that I've met online and groups mm. that I joined that people are also willing to help. And it just kind of also reminded me how many good people there are. Like it wasn't everything was we'll find it out on your own, you know. Yeah. Like, oh of course, oh, these people, look at this, look at that. Have you thought about this? And people have been really, really lovely. It is so lovely. I love that it's like you know, like we have all everyone that is doing the market, we all met online, so it's not yeah. You know, we don't actually know each other in the outside world of outside the internet world. Yeah, it's really strange because I feel like, especially like Donna, she's like a friend now, but I've never actually met her. I know, I mean, really, you sound really, like really long voice notes and you do yeah, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> and we never actually met in person. Yeah, all online friends, but they're just as good as normal friends. Yeah, absolutely. I think 
the reason why you have to have like people in business is like I talk very little about other things nowadays yeah (laughs) it's just nice to be able to have that it makes you feel part of something it's lovely yeah it is and it's also I think that this year especially online friends and real life friends feel the same to me because I haven't Mm. seen life friends either everyone kind of felt equally close which is really nice actually yeah this is true yeah absolutely I I mean I'm so happy that we've had that it would have been even harder this year otherwise yeah exactly well thank you so much for recording this kind of mini snippet for this episode I'm gonna try to my very hardest to not get too chatty and not keep you everyone (laughs) listening for ages so (laughs) thank you so much for coming up and chatting with us Thank you so much. It's been fun. Thank you. Next, I'm speaking with Ruth from The Dandy Introvert. Hello, Ruth. Thank you so much for coming on Let's Talk Shop. I would love to hear more about you, yours, and I think you do your business with Ben? Yes, that's right. So Ben's my (laughs) partner. (laughs) So both of you, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And actually, in all honesty, The Dandy Introvert is his baby, and I'm I'm the helper, if anything. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So he started it and then you came on board afterwards or did you start it together? So Ben started it initially. Um, we started out, well, Ben started out um, designing prints and um, sort of looking at the art sort of market of things because Ben's done art at university. He's done photography. He's really interested in it. But we just couldn't really find our place when it came to digital prints or creating artwork that kind of fitted in the market. And at the start of the first lockdown, Ben sort of pivoted a bit, really. And he bought himself a resin jewellery kit just to see what it was like. And that's where it sort of started from. That's brilliant. So it's a quite young pivot. Yes. Yes, definitely. That's exciting. Yeah, that was really exciting. So what do you think is going to be, well, you might know this by now, but what is your bestseller this Christmas? So our bestseller this Christmas is our gingerbread men brooches. Um, they've been really, Aww. really popular. They're just, they're super cute. And the, the mold is, uh, it's really fun and quirky. He's had a leg bitten off. That's so lovely. It's been the most popular. It's so popular that we've actually decided to make him into earrings as well. Oh, that's lovely. So yeah. you will have, when is that going to launch? So that's launching this weekend. So as part of the a sort of indie roller extravaganza, and then they'll be part of the Merrymakers market as well. So it's going to be really oh, good. Perfect. So they will be out when this podcast launches, those will be available. Yes, yeah, definitely. They'll be out and we'll have three colourways, just the same as the brooches. And yeah, they're they're really good fun. That's so exciting. What is the best business advice that you've been given so far? So it's don't be afraid to change what you're doing. That was really important when we were kind of felt like we were hitting a bit of a brick wall. Ben was really frustrated about the art side of things. And we just we just didn't really know what to do. And and somebody said, well, you don't have to do that. You can you can change. And it was like, yeah, I love that. Yeah, actually, we can. So many people have done that this year. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, it's not set in stone. The dandy introvert is anything we want it to be. So. That's that's the great thing about it. It's, it's what we want 
it to be and what we want to put out into the world so once we kind of got our head around that that actually we didn't have to change our name we didn't have to do anything different we could just Mm. add in the things that we wanted to do and yeah and it just yeah it took off from there really that's amazing that's so fun and you know it it can continue to grow and change and adapt I love that yeah definitely and you know we still have our art side of things as well and we as part of our packaging there's a a sticker in there which is a miniature piece of artwork that Ben's made and you know we can always add the art back in at another time when we kind of find where we are with it but it was it was not something that we just had to do that we could do jewelry and then we decided to do polymer clay crochet hooks and yeah a lovely little catalogue now of things that we make that's wonderful and it does it feel like it's right now for now yeah definitely right at this moment in time it feels like we're doing the right things and we're reaching the right people with them and that's that's really nice it's it's really reassuring that the things that we make are are getting out into the world and people are seeing them so it's great that's such a good feeling yeah it is i i just you know ben like i say ben started it and we start he started sending out these little parcels and getting all this feedback and i was just like that's amazing you know well done you and then as things got bigger it was like well i'll need you to help so then i started getting involved with it and helping packaging and uh, ben does all the fine tuning and making things right and I just sort of do the labor work of like pouring it (laughs) packaging going to the post office and and doing those jobs but I love it I just know that somebody's going to get that little box and open it up and be like oh this is what I bought and it's ace so yeah it's really great it's why I love small business and buying from small businesses it's actually something I spoke to with julie about too it is like christmas every day when you buy from a small business yeah yeah it really is i mean and actually it's kind of reminded us as well to buy more from small businesses and so Mm. sort of keeping that market going and you know going into the small shops on the high street and seeing what they're offering as well it's it's been really good it's kind of reminded us that you know we're part of that chain as well we need to support the other people in it so that you know they can keep going and then their customers can find out about us and yeah it's it's definitely interesting it it is like all to get like intervened i think yeah (laughs) it's nice It's, it's a nice thing to be able to shop from your friends and people you found online and got to know a bit so nice what is the worst piece of uh, business advice you've been given then so we're quite new so I suppose we probably had little bits of bad advice I think one of the things we did was uh, we kind of did a little poll about mystery boxes and the you know the the poll was yeah go for a mystery box and they have they have just not worked for us at this time and it was yeah it was it was real tricky because you know we sort of put it out there to our um, community of other makers and they were like, oh, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a great, you know, way of sort of getting stuff out there. But for us, it just didn't work. It might work in the future. It might not. But because we're so new, we're, we're kind of mm. always looking for advice on how to sort of grow and progress our business. So it's, it's yeah, it's quite 
it's quite tricky. It's all a learning curve. I think we probably make a mistake every month doing something. But I think we all do that. Yeah, I don't but- think I, I think even really experienced yeah business people do that yeah that's it and and it's um reminding ourselves that it's okay that yeah it's not you know it's not the end of the world it's not gonna you know it's not gonna be the end of us if we've if we've just put some effort into something that hasn't gone our way that's okay yeah we'll just redirect that effort into something else and we can always revisit things I think that's the important thing is is knowing when to say stop this isn't right mm. now and then thinking well do you know what now we've learned a bit more we can always go back to that yeah and you know re- twisting and turning it around a little bit and thinking yeah. about how you can make it work too and how it could be even more exciting somehow maybe it was just the way you were communicating it yeah I think so you know and and because you know I come from like a charity work background directly with with children and Ben comes mm. from a manufacturing background at the moment so we're we're just uh we're complete babies to this so it's like oh yeah do you know what we've probably not quite found the right way to market these because neither of us have done any marketing it's all kind of been learned on the go yeah it's you know we've we've been really lucky though to find a community of people who are willing to you know answer those questions for us and say oh well have you thought about doing it this way and it's like do you know what that never even occurred to us and we're now starting to be able to share our own little bits of advice and being able to contribute that way to our community so it's yeah it's definitely you've got to make the mistakes to learn from them absolutely and then we can share what we did wrong and what we did right and what worked and didn't work and then we can all grow Yes, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. So what has been the biggest challenge? Have you had a really big challenge that you feel that you have had to overcome? And how did you overcome it? So one of I think one of our biggest challenges is sort of making sure we keep making enough time. So Ben works full time, and I work pretty much full time. And we also have our son Rupert. So there's a lot of kind of like balls in the air a lot of the time. And it's just about planning. So initially, it was all very ad hoc. And it was like, make this here, make this there. And oh, yeah, we need to put some earrings together. And now we actually, you know, we have to sit down and plan our week so that we mm. plan enough time to ensure yeah. that we're, we're able to do everything that we need to do. But also, you know, we can't work all day and then also have our son and then I'll work all weekend for the dandy intro. It's, <laughs> it's, it's finding, finding a real big balance. And, you know, our hope is at some point that um, Ben will either be able to leave his job or at least reduce his hours. And so there'll be dedicated weekday time that, you know, Ben will be able to put into creating and making. And then he won't, sort of feel that he's having to do uh, bits in the evening and he's having to step away from the family and Mm. it's just that it's just finding that balance really so I think that's yeah that's definitely our our sort of biggest thing to overcome is the balance and the time yeah I guess there's the time and like a tipping point in everyone's business if you started as a bit of a side hustle um, with intention to grow it that you know where you are so busy because you're working full time and you are still running the business and then there comes a tipping point where you can maybe start drawing a bit of money from the business and you can change that 
yeah that's it and you know we we're just sort of planning our next move so that hopefully next year things can change and mm. some, some more time can be dedicated out of like the work time part and you know remove something from there so that that can go into sort of then being with the dandy introvert more during the week and mm. everything's kind of building up to that and we've never had our own business before so it's sort of like how do you how do you do that you know how do you how do you move it forward but yeah we're definitely yeah we're starting to think that's that's where we're going to be going with it and you know fingers crossed this will be something that we can both do full time and you know turn it into our every every day so yeah yeah that's so exciting I love following along when you know of all the businesses I discover and seeing them you know take go part-time with their jobs go full-time on their business it's so exciting to me um so I will look forward to seeing what you guys do yeah so so do we Well, thank you so much. I'm really excited about the market on the 4th of December and I look forward to seeing the new product and I I hope that you get lots of sales during the market and we have lots of things planned. So I'm super excited. Yeah, we're really excited too. And it is so nice to be invited to be part of the group um, and to take part in our sort of our little Santa gifts and it's just going to be mm. it's going to be so lovely to do the market with such a diverse group of businesses as well so it's going to be really interesting yeah, we're very different yeah we are it's great it's really good really good well have a really good afternoon well actually we're still in the morning aren't we yeah <laughs> <laughs> um thank you so much for coming on the podcast and um I look forward to seeing more on the 4th. Yeah, lovely. Thank you so much for having me, Therese. Thank you. Next up, I'm speaking with Julie from That Soap. Hi, Julie. Thank you so much for coming on Let's Talk Shop. I would love for us to start with you introducing yourself and what you do. Hey, well, thanks for inviting me. My name's Julie and I live in France and I make uh, handmade artisanal soap predominantly, but I also do uh, handmade candles, uh, skincare, body oils, face oils and shampoo, solid zero waste shampoo and hair care. That's really lovely. I've been switching more and more to like natural Good. or at least clean beauty. Cool. Depending depending on um, basically when I run out. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's good. There's no point buying something, buying a solid zero waste product and throwing away what you've already got because that's a waste. Use what you've got first. Yeah. And I, uh, I have, I mean, it's one of those things I don't use so much. Like, well, shampoo, obviously I use, but you know, some of the things takes ages before you finish it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And that's, that's good too because you know if it lasts a long time then it's less waste obviously and it's and it's better value for money so so yes yeah. but it's good that people are thinking about it anyway at least so I think uh, a lot of people are too yes. which is yeah. good 
Yeah. Um, we are all doing this little market online together. We're quite an international group, aren't we? We definitely are, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to ask everyone the same question. So what do you think, or you might already know this, what is your bestseller this Christmas? So I always do a range at Christmas. It's, it's uh, So a range of Christmas soaps and Christmas candle fragrances, and they, they go together. So I do four soaps and four candles, and they will launch launched on the 25th of October and they sold out <laughs> so oh. which was great so all of the, you know all those four soaps and candles all the soaps have sold out so they're relaunching again on the 1st of December so yeah the my bestseller at Christmas time is always my Christmas soap so they're just like a limited edition for Christmas so so yeah that's definitely been my bestseller that's really lovely yeah they're, they're, they're cute and they they're popular so that's good and what is the best business advice you've been given so far well, lots of people give me advice and I always think even if it's bad advice it's sort of advice you know that you can you can work with but I think the best piece of advice that someone ever gave me was always give the customer more than customer more than they expect you know sort of nice packaging a little gift you know brilliant service obviously a quick turnaround so anything just that just always give that little bit extra and I've just always remembered it and yeah I always stick to it do you get a lot of returning customers absolutely I think 50 percent 50 percent of my businesses return return customers and that sort of goes up a little bit every month so it is definitely working too definitely I think it's a great piece yeah just I mean it's simple advice and probably you know with small businesses they probably stick to that advice anyway and I always think when you buy something from a small independent business it's always just so nice when it arrives it's always packaged nicely and it's just so exciting it feels like Christmas even though it's not (laughs) you're absolutely right it's you know, it's just so different from buying something from, you know, just like a faceless company where it just arrives in a box. And it's just and that's what I, you're absolutely right. That's what I want people to think when they buy something from me, they get excited about opening it. And I get so many messages from people saying, oh, my God, my post box smelt so lovely when your parcel arrived. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's just it's just nice. I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. So. They're not so positive there. Like, what's the worst piece of advice you've been given? I don't think I've been given bad advice. But the one thing I remember with when I said, I'm going to make soap, people's like, soap? Nobody uses soap. It's just not fashionable it's just so dated nobody's gonna buy it and they were wrong (laughs) (laughs) and it is becoming more and more fashionable because of zero way people are starting to realize when they buy liquid soap you're buying a lot of water Yes, absolutely. And you're paying for water. I think 80% of it is water. And the same with face creams and body creams and my oils. Obviously, that we I have no water. I don't use any preservatives. They're all a nutrient-dense oils that I use. So they might be slightly more expensive than what you would buy off the shelf, but you're mm. paying for, you're not paying for water, basically. And they last such a long time. So yeah, I think the worst piece of advice was don't do it. <laughs> which is quite a big thing like whenever when you start a business and the people around you are not encouraging but they're basically all trying to convince you not to that's (laughs) weird 
How strange is that, that someone would say, don't do it? It is so strange. Yeah. Especially now when you know it's working. <laughs> yeah, and I get so many people say, oh my goodness, I thought I would never use a solid bar of soap again. And I love it. I can't, people get excited about soap and that's that's brilliant. Mm. <laughs> well, I think it's kind of trendy now too. It is, yeah. You're right. So I've been lucky, I think, in that respect that I just sort of not latched onto, but, but you know, work alongside that, the, the trend of zero waste and mm. more about, well, more sustainable ways of keeping clean, basically. And what has been your biggest business challenge and how did you overcome it? Well, I think the biggest, I think the biggest challenge for me is that I didn't expect my business to grow so quickly. And my workshop currently is in the house because in France, you, you can't make soap at your kitchen table like you can in the UK. So I had to have a separate space and the space is so small. I'm working in such a tiny space at the moment so the challenge really has been adapting to how quickly the business has grown luckily I have a new workshop on the way we've got an outbuilding that we're currently converting so but that's that's going to be not available not ready until the springtime so it's just the challenge of my business growing quickly really I, I just didn't expect it well that's a positive I guess it's absolutely positive but sometimes I look at my workspace and just want to scream and think how am I <laughs> am I going to do it how but I do <laughs> I do and when you move into your studio you're like outbuilding it will gonna be fantastic it's just coming along so well I'm so lucky that we have that space there and it's gonna be like a dream when I it's because it's compared to the space I have now it's just it's enormous so yeah and it's very exciting as well so that's yeah it's not it's not a negative it's definitely a positive but it has been a challenge and still is really and will be until the spring until I can mm. move well it'll be exciting yeah and I guess you, you know with soaps you do need the space because they have to cure that's right yeah you can't just make it and then pop it away in a box so you know at the moment I've probably got a thousand bars of soap sitting in my in my small space and as you say that that will have to sit there for sort of a month to six weeks so yeah you need space yeah it's not one of those businesses where you can do it in a corner of your living room <laughs> or bedroom no, no not really we literally converted the utility room in our house which is small really it is small but actually it's you know it's it's served me really well over the last six years but it's time to to move to yeah I need more space <laughs> well that's really exciting I I will look forward I'm sure you will share pictures of your new workspace when you get in there yeah so yeah well I'm really excited about the 4th of December so yeah. we're gonna just have to wait and see what happens yeah, I'm looking forward to it. it's uh yeah be exciting new and exciting it will be. yeah well thank you so much for taking the time to coming on this show and recording this kind of one-off special episode i look forward to seeing what you do on the fourth thank you thank you so much thank you so much now onwards to my last conversation of the day which will be with charlie from laura charlie design Hi Charlie, thank you very much for coming on Let's Talk Shop. I would love for you to introduce Laura Charlie Design and what you do and 
Uh, tell us a bit more. Laura Charlie Designs all about surface pattern design. So I do loads of really colourful, crazy patterns and then pop them onto lots of fun accessories so people can surround themselves with colour all the time. That's lovely. You also have a very colourful place you, you're working in. I think it's fun. Yeah. Definitely. Lots of different colours on different walls. I love colour. Have you always loved colour? I've always loved colour, but I think the last kind of five or six years, it's kind of blossomed, I'd say, um, and got a bit wild. Yeah. Before that, I loved it, but was a little bit scared of it. Whereas now, I'm just like, all the colour, please. <laughs> so do you think you were holding back before? Definitely. Because <laughs> I'm a bit like scatty like one day I like really muted scandy colors and then I like really vibrant color like complete like scattiness (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely vibrant colors all the time (laughs) well I always admire people that could do that I just don't always like some days I feel more confident with it than others yeah so I'm probably where you were you know Five, six years ago. So what do you think is going to be your bestseller this Christmas? So far, it's been my pattern party pink hair tie. So it's a hair bow. Nice! With one of the patterns I did during the Join the Pattern Party Challenge, I guess you'd call it, on Instagram. And it's pink and it's fun and it's got fun shapes in it and people just seem to really like it. So I've got a feeling that it might be that one. That's lovely. It's nice. Is that one of your favourites? yeah because like I always think I wonder that you know when it's something that you can wear all the time like if you wear it all the time you feel confident in it then other people that's probably contagious to other people yeah I definitely think so it was one of those designs that I kind of did and I was like this is a thing I don't always get that (laughs) feeling but some that one when I'd finished it I was like no this is definitely a thing that needs to like exist not just on paper that's nice it's like when you find like the bond of something and you can have many the ones (laughs) what is the best business advice you've been given i'd say the best business advice i've been given was to just kind of go with what makes you happy i think and especially when i saw it started out and i think it's an effect of uni as well my uni course but there's always this thing with print design in particular with textiles of doing kind of like the most commercial thing stuff that like will make the most people happy but that doesn't necessarily make you happy then you're not really invested in it and you don't get joy from it whereas if you do something that you love as you were saying that's kind of contagious people can see how much you enjoy it and you'll find your own like group of people so yeah kind of just do do what you love. And isn't that why we started our businesses? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if I, I guess if you're in an agency, you kind of have to have more of like basically do what people tell yeah. you to do uh, or what the client says. But if you have your own business and you're going to be the one selling it, you have to love it. Yeah, definitely. And I think it can take a little time to get out of the mindset of like, well, this is what I've been told will work mm. and just kind of going for what you want to do because at the end of the day you're you're the one putting out there with your name on it so yeah it needs to be something that makes you happy too absolutely and what is the worst advice you've been given oh the worst advice I've been given there's been a few <laughs> um <laughs> 
I think that probably the worst ones that you have to do kind of like everything at the same time and it has Mm. to be kind of huge like you have to do a huge collection all at once and if you've not got kind of like the money behind you to do it just don't do it all because it's not worth it Mm. that kind of like you have to go big or go home I guess rather than it yeah a journey that you go on your business goes on and the people that kind of like follow you can go on with you as well I think you don't have to go crazy and come out with a million products all at once. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you don't need to get a hundred different designs printed and spend lots of money and then just kind of hope it goes well. You can do things at a slower pace and that's totally fine. I think that was the worst advice. Like, oh, well, if you're going to do it, you have to kind of go big. That makes sense. Yeah, I think if you're going to do it, you kind of have to go all in and do your best, but you don't have to go big. Yeah, and I think that thing... You can start with one product. Yeah, I think those two things get confused like yeah it's definitely obviously you need to put like your heart and your soul into it and like yeah love what you're doing but like you don't have to bring out 100 products all at once and be like active on a million different social medias all at the same time and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. kind of grow that gradually yeah as long as you're like working on it that's fine you don't have to absolutely i think you can start small but put everything into that one product, make it the best thing or, you know, the small collection or whatever your product is, whatever fits with your business. And I just go, just do the things that really, like we talked about earlier, you know, that brings you joy because that will sell itself and then you can build on it. Yeah, definitely. What has been the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome and how did you overcome it? I'd probably say my health. So I've got a couple of chronic illnesses which means my health can be very unpredictable which obviously Mm. when you're running a business by yourself isn't always the best thing. No that must be a huge challenge. Yeah it can it can be difficult because obviously you've got to learn the balance between like looking after yourself and then making sure like your business is running I think especially over the past year I managed to go full-time which has made it with my business which has made life a lot easier because I can kind of work around my body so if I need to do like a work from 12 to 6 rather than 9 to 5 I can do that that's fine so it's all about with me finding those little ways I can like move and like shift things so it's not set in stone and knowing that I can kind of have that afternoon nap. Well that's nice. I love that freedom with having my own business too. Yeah. And I think it's why so many small business owners nowadays, I mean like there's a lot of people that have like come from it maybe because they needed to do it for their mental health and then that became a business or they did it because they want to be more flexible around their children or like you you know with you with your chronic illnesses that you need that flexibility I think having a creative business could be so satisfying for that yeah definitely 
Like, there's always, it's nice to know that there's a work all around and Mm. I can take that time for myself and it's okay. Sometimes you still do like beat yourself up a little bit. You're like, oh, well, I wanted to do this today and I can't because I'm not feeling up to it. So that's still a bit of a challenge, like, but that's more me and how I feel about it. Um, But obviously you're going to feel like that sometimes. Yeah. And I think as you grow your mindset and you can start thinking differently about it. That's It's a journey too. Yeah, exactly. And it's definitely been a challenge, but it's been working really well this like last six months, definitely. Well, I'm so glad to hear that. So that's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And it's such a positive and I must feel so much better. And it's like a little bit like you can, that you can still do something as fulfilling as running your own business, but that it's still something that really works for you and your situation. It's amazing. Yeah, it really, I think it helps with kind of like mental health as well, because I think sometimes, I know with me, like my mental health suffered because of my chronic illnesses and feeling like I couldn't do enough and I like wasn't enough, mm-hmm. but then... I've been able to find a way to do what I really enjoy and kind of like work it around my health, which has been Mm. amazing and kind of flipped everything around a little bit as well. So definitely a challenge, but like it's definitely worth it at the same time. Well, I'm really, really glad to hear that. And I'm very excited about the market on the 4th of December. And I look forward to seeing what you're going to do. And I can't wait to release our little videos. I don't want to give it away now, but I'm very excited about it. Every time I see one come through, I'm like, they're just so happy. I'm so excited about that because, like, I haven't seen that many, like, people collaborating on their videos and stuff. It's going to be so much fun. And we have so many of them. (laughs) They're, They're just so joyful as well like they're all just really happy little like snapshots of yeah don't want to say yeah I'm very excited (laughs) yeah I think they've all come out really really well I think so too and they all have like our each individual personality and like but they're still like yeah (laughs) but like you can definitely see everybody's personalities in them as well which is really good yeah yeah I'm excited for everyone to see them and them to just be out there yeah I me too I'm very excited to hear what people think and I hope that everyone sells lots of things on the fourth and that I'm just very excited so me too well thank you so much for coming on the podcast and I hope that you have a really lovely day or Friday we're recording on a Friday so yeah I'm sure I will and I hope you have a lovely day as well Thank you so much to all of my guests. I really enjoyed chatting with you all. Unfortunately, Sarah from Annie's Fingers couldn't make it on the day when we were supposed to record because she wasn't feeling too well. So you will have to tune in to find out more about Sarah on the day over on Instagram. Her products are really fun and colourful and uh, 
I'm sure you will find something that you will like of hers. I really enjoyed this kind of different podcast. It was interesting that even though I asked everyone the same questions, that the answers were so different and it led to different conversations, which I was hoping would happen, but I wasn't sure. So I really enjoyed recording it and I hope that you enjoyed listening. Please do go and follow the hashtag 2020 mm market you will find it in the show notes as well and do tune in over on our instagrams on friday the 4th of december between 7 and 9 p.m if you are in the uk there will be lots of promotions and things going on and i have something i have planned but i'm not going to give it away until the day of you will just have to tune in to see what happens if you enjoyed this episode and if you are looking forward to the market on friday please do share and ask others to follow the hashtag too that you think might enjoy it so do tag me i'm small underscore business underscore collaborative over on instagram and if you haven't subscribed to the podcast subscribe so you don't miss uh, next week's episode Thank you so much for listening.